In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World, episode 62. Andrew and Jerry say... And we do say greatly and emphatically that everyone is wrong about the Trump indictment. I'm Andrew Langer. Jerry Rogers. And this uh, episode is going to be tight, bright, and out of sight real quick. I am back. Sorry for the delay. I was away in the Pacific Northwest for a couple of weeks. And then last week, Jerry and I were just uh, dealing with uh, with uh, work stuff as we were getting back into things. But we're back now. Uh, and no, not a moment too soon, Jerry, because... We continue to talk about about this indictment that happened while I was away, and then the arraignment that happened right when I got back. Uh, but everybody is wrong about this, aren't they? Well, yes. I mean, right? You have those who are uh, pro-Trump, regardless, and they see it as no value. There's nothing to see here. Right. Uh, and I read the indictment i read the 37 counts as of and, and it's serious and it's yeah. comprehensive and it's detailed and and so they get it wrong when they say this is this is not a uh, a serious legal challenge it is it certainly is especially when you think about the process crimes the uh the obstruction of justice or false statements you know this is where donald trump's in in, in jeopardy but then again those who are anti-Trump are contorting themselves uh, and fighting straw men uh, to make the case that Trump is guilty. And, you, you and you know, given given the overtop reaction of the anti-Trump folks that are out there, you would have thought that Donald Trump literally was inviting folks to use his bathroom, like charging right. <laughs> Korean and Chinese and Russian spies money to use his bathroom at Mar-a-Lago so right. they could get a secret peek at these at these documents. But And again, let me, let me be specific, like uh, uh, former AG, uh, uh, Bill Barr. I I like this man. I respect him. Right. Um, he has been right in the past. So I don't have any ax to grind. But when he says that, uh, President Trump, former President Trump, uh, does not have access or should not have possession of presidential papers. Uh, the Presidential Records Act doesn't cover that. Bill Barr is just wrong. Right. And again, I know I know that he's an attorney, but again, uh, the plain reading of the statute makes it very clear that a former president is allowed, has the authority to uh, have his papers, including. Uh, classified papers uh, uh and and that includes in his possession and right. so this idea that he shouldn't have had these papers is just wrong and then and then secondly we're seeing some of and surprisingly some of our libertarian friends are saying that well Trump didn't really have the authority to declassify these documents because there are these new super secret uh classification uh and and the present it's not so simple. Well, yes, it is. The Constitution makes it simple. Well, so, my, my, so my point is, is that even people that we trust, not necessarily the the Lincoln Project types, right. but men and women uh, uh, with whom we have uh, a great respect, 
uh, have have said things, written things that are just plain wrong. Well, this is the weird thing, right, is that we, you know, yet again, we have the libertarians, uh, small L libertarians, who, for a lot of reasons, were never, never fans of Trump, though, you know, I always found it strange Donald Trump was literally trying to take steps to shrink the size and scope of federal government power and federal authority and make government operations more transparent. Those same sectors are for whatever reason, I guess, carrying water for the national security state, which is such a strange thing for me. The idea that there are pro-secrecy, pro-national security libertarians that are out there. And again, it gets down to the political side of things. By the same token, I want to also point out to our friends who are pro-Trump supporters who are raising the argument, which is just a crazy argument, Jerry, that, that Donald Trump can't be indicted because the Constitution doesn't give power to uh doesn't say that a former president can be indicted which is well crazy that's true but you know what our friend uh brian darling uh who is a longtime uh uh, uh political expert heritage foundation he uh worked as a, a, a worked for ca- Rand paul Rand paul counselor Rand paul uh, uh was on my radio show this week uh, we do the Liberty Update. He's the founder, president of Liberty Government Affairs. Anyway, but he said something very interesting that I had not thought of until Brian Darling said it. And he said that the Presidential Records Act, there is nothing written in the law, in the statute, uh, that carries penalties. So even right. if the right. even if a former president is in violation of the Presidential Records Act, which I don't think Donald Trump is, by the way, even if you're in violation of former president, there, there, it's not, it's not clear as to if there are penalties. Well, time out for a second. Which is very interesting. Really, be clear about two things because the one is is the idea that this is not just indicted under the Presidential Records Act, but there are folks who are making the argument that a former president cannot be indicted. Period. Right. Uh, well, I, 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 I was adding, I was adding but, some, but I was adding why, to your. That's speaker, what makes this so interesting, and right. where people are getting it right and wrong. And, and, and again, there are very few exceptions here. Brian Darling, I think, being one of them. Jonathan Turley being another. Yes. And, and, yes. And yes. Makes the important point that that Brian is correct that the the Presidential Records Act does not carry penalties to it, and that would that's a would put it on very shaky ground. But it's the fact that the president is, or the, the president Trump is being charged under the Espionage Act for things that are related to. But the interesting thing there is, again, going back to the plain reading of the law, the <laughs> the law says that the president, former president, shall have access, uh, including possession of his presidential papers, which includes classified documents, him or herself or his designate. Right. So you can make the argument that I'm former President Donald Trump and I have a classified document and I show it to my friend Andrew Langer under the there there is an interpretation of the Presidential Records Act that that sure. allows me to do that. Now right. even even if the Presidential Records Act does doesn't allow me to do that, which I which I don't think is true. Yeah, there is no penalty under the Presidential Records right. Act if I share it. Now, which then gets into the espionage these issues Act. of the Espionage Act, which right. is a little bit more serious. But again, the real question, and this is why, you know, folks who are sort of dancing with glee about this, because, right, that's what they've always wanted. And again, I come back to we're talking about 
since before Donald Trump became president, the, the folks in the national security world have been constantly accusing him of trying to sell out our secrets. Remember, this was also a theme during right. Donald Trump's presidency. Right. Can, can I just comment on that? Because of course. This, is, this is really the, you know, uh, this is the beginning of the beginning. Yeah. Right. But there is no evidence that Donald Trump in any way benefits his business, his his person, his family. There's no evidence that he benefits from sharing or dismantling America's foreign policy apparatus. Yes. But yet th this has been the charge. Maybe it's as simple as this, that Donald Trump thinks that for the past 40 years, our post right post war uh foreign policy in terms of 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 its focus also it's it's um it's push of of free trade uh of of the, of, right. the, of the one china policy maybe he thought these things were wrong absolutely and that's, and that's and that's really the issue but but also let's get back to this right which is now now here i want to be really clear about this because so many things can be true at once. It's not an yes, either or scenario. You. This right. gets into what Jerry and I are talking about here. And this issue of calling balls and strikes. It is possible. In fact, it is most likely that Donald Trump can be guilty of being pursued. Like Donald Trump angered the intelligence community before he got elected. So the intelligence community turned against Donald Trump and was trying to get Donald Trump all four years of his presidency, which, which by the way, is not is not a matter of argument. Right. Uh, we now know they abused the process, abused the courts, that the intelligence community, the Obama, Biden, White House, the FBI, the DOJ, uh, all were weaponized and politicized to go after candidate Trump right. and then later President Trump. Right. We know we this. know this. And, and in fact, the recent report demonstrates right. Demonstrate this. It is possible for all of that to be true. <clears throat> excuse me. And also possible for Donald Trump to be guilty of violating the law here. Yes. Were, you know, and, and, and all of these things, you know, this is a this is the, the crazy time. And it could be true, Andrew, that that he is not guilty of violating the Espionage Act. He's not guilty of violating the President's Re Records Act, that this was a politicized uh, Department right. of Justice, that this, this, that this literally is Joe Biden uh, arresting and going after, indicting his political opponent. And that could all be true. And, and could all, wait, hold on. Wait, it they could all be true. Wait, yes. finish. That could all be true. <clears throat> At the same time, during this investigation, Donald Trump could have made false statements and obstructed justice. Right. And it could also be true that they're doing this not to remove Donald Trump from being a candidate for right. 2024, but because they want Donald yeah, Trump. Well, to be the, yes. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly and, right. And they, want, and they want the debate to be about what Donald Trump did and about whether or not Donald Trump has the right to run for president and all of those things. Oh, Andrew, and, it could be much more based than that. It could no. just simply be that they believe uh, that the numbers, the data, the polling uh, clearly demonstrates that Donald Trump cannot win a, uh, a second, uh, you know, non-consecutive term. Well, well, there's that aspect of it, though, though I will say, not to digress, because I want to keep this tight and on subject, there's a really great piece in New York Magazine about the the sort of the leftist third party movement that is really concerned about the efforts of of no labels. Like they they are they are deeply troubled that that the yeah. no labels candidate 
will spoil it for Joe Biden and will cause Donald Trump to be elected president. Which yeah, well, is a- you know, it, it's funny. I, I've 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 offered commentary on this because my uh, my friends, our friends on the right, say that yeah. this would be a threat to uh, the Republican uh, Donald Trump, and I said I don't I don't think so. I think a I think a a moderate uh, Democrat, moderate liberal Republican uh, running against Biden, Harris, Trump, whomever. I think that really does damage more damage to Joe Biden. It's, it's but, possible. I, but I, regardless of that, remember, lo, no labels has made clear, though, that if 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 Donald Trump is my point is not on the ticket. They will not put up a yeah. third party. So so my my here's here's the interesting thing. You want to underscore how schizophrenic we are as a nation on this. And I know that's not the right term, but you want to underscore how schizophrenic we are as, as a nation. The overwhelming majority of Americans believe that these charges against Donald Trump are politically motivated. Yes. But by the same token, an overwhelming majority of Americans also believe that these are serious charges against Donald Trump. Well, they are serious charges. This is where where we are. Again, going back uh, to Bryant Darling, what he said on my radio show this week, he said, look, he said the prosecutor in any case and uh, Brian's an attorney. Yeah. He said. Yeah, Brian's an attorney uh, and 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 and, and you know, legal counsel to members of the United States Senate. Anyway, he said that the best day for the prosecution, the very best day where their case looks looks open right. and closed, is the day the indictment drops. Right, and then every day thereafter, uh, you begin to look at the case and look at the evidence and look at uh, the indictments and and realize, well, it's not it's not open and closed. And then there are the underlying issues, which is okay. Excuse me. Uh, again, where people are wrong. The mere fact that Donald Trump was indicted is not is not prima facie evidence that we are now living in a banana republic. You can make the case possibly. So you now, know, now, Jerry, Jerry might disagree with Andrew. On OK, this. OK, OK. But, but, but hold on. But just that one fact alone is not is not evidence of this. But uh, how we I, got to this point. Yeah, I mean, you, go ahead. And get, you, if you want to respond to that now, because I want to, well, I want to get into the attorney-client privilege issue. Here, but, here, but go well, ahead. yes, but here's what I think. I think that, uh, I think that America is very close to a point of no return. We might have passed it. I, okay. uh, I think this indictment, uh, it's unprecedented. Uh, it was, it was unnecessary. Uh, it's, it's overtly political, uh, and, and again, it, it, it turns us into something that we haven't been. Now, can America recover from it? Of course. But let me just let me, let me just yeah. add on, add this on. Uh, again, Alan Dershowitz, uh, writing in Compact Magazine, uh, wrote a brilliant piece about what if both Trump and the prosecutors are guilty? Yeah. And he makes gets into this. And he makes the case. He said, look, what if there was a rogue prosecutor politicized, weaponized uh, on the issue of 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 race? And decided that uh, African Americans uh, pose a significant and and unique threat to public safety. So therefore, uh, his office was only going to pursue criminal charges, indictments, etc., against African Americans, and would not consider uh, 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 other races, but sure. solely, uniquely going after African Americans. But then, but use the law to do so. Right. Like not break, like use the law, uh, use uh, everything in the uh, legal arsenal to go after African-Americans. That would be wrong. 
unethical. Yes. It might even be a, 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 a criminal. Yes. And so he makes the case that that's exactly what the feds have done with Trump, that by ignoring Biden, Clinton, uh, both Clintons and et cetera, they have they have they have they have just uh, focused on Trump. And that in and of itself is proof uh, that it is weaponized, politicized, and it's uh, and 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 again, uh, ten years from now, uh, some historian or some you said this before, yeah. some inspector general might come out and say uh, it was criminal. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that and that's true. My my point in all of this is I want to I want to sort of drill down into a very specific area of this, and the thing that disturbed me as all of this was coming out, and and that was the granting of the exception to the attorney-client privilege, um, which to me is is disturbing. And I, I, I dare say that if it was anybody other than Donald Trump, right, there would be a much greater hue and cry raised, especially from the so-called civil libertarians that are out there. Um, yeah, there's been, gone, there's been very little. Yes. And, and, and there are, it's interesting because there are exceptions to this, something called the crime fraud exception. So you can't engage in a conspiracy with your lawyer to commit a crime. Um, Any, uh, right. yeah, yeah, uh, uh, better call Saul. <laughs> yes. If you right. want to, if you want to, just a uh, kind of dumbed down version of this. Uh, the reason why Saul had to run was because he had entered into the criminal enterprise. Yes, and and so, I don't think that's the case, however, with Donald Trump and his attorneys. Here is here is my point in all of this: is that the you know this gets into you and I have had the discussion before about the difference between general intent and specific intent, right? A general intent just merely means that you need to know that you were doing something that contributed to the criminal act, right? Uh, you just need to know that you, that you killed a person. Um, one of the, actually, the, the prime example I used is, is uh, I like to use is the Clean Water Act, right? If you discharge something, you don't have to know that you're discharging a pollutant in order for it to be considered a crime. As long as you knew that you, you know, turn the, the, the switch or the lever and something got dumped, then you're guilty of, of criminally violating the Clean Water Act. It's a general intent standard. Most criminal intent standards are specific. You have to know that you're breaking the law in order for it to be well, a specific crime. And, 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 and also, just again, just to add to what you yep. just said, uh, uh, this idea of intent yes. matters. Again, this is why uh, on, on its face, uh, why they did not indict, did not charge Hillary Clinton. Right. Because because even though she broke the law and again, go back and listen to the Comey tapes, she broke the law. Right. It's not a question. It's not a debate. She broke the law. But he went into uh, uh, what was best for the republic. Right. In terms of the prosecution. And secondly, intent. Right. And, and if and you so apply that standard to tr to Trump. There never should there never should be an indictment. And my point here is that in the end, there is now long standing over 30 years of Supreme Court precedent, which says that in terms of making this exception to attorney client privilege over the crime fraud, this crime fraud exception, it has to be specific intent. Both parties have to go into this intending to and, and engage yes. in some kind of criminal and, act. And, and, and here's yes. And if you read the, again, this is why I yeah, think right. before anyone comments, go and read the indictments. Absolutely. That's my uh, it, it, it reads to me, uh, you know, where where Trump says to his attorneys, you know, pull a Hillary Clinton for me. 
Yes. Go make the evidence disappear. It seems to me that Trump is just being Trump. Yes, he's 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 inarticulate. He is he uh, he's not uh, of of a, of a legal mind. He's just saying uh, viscerally what what's coming to his mouth. This right. would be like you and me uh, and- having a private conversation. And and I you know and and uh, and and someone did something to my family, and I say to you out of frustration or anger, Andrew, I'm going to kill him. Right, 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 Andrew. That- you 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 call me up. It's, it's a great example. You call me up angry about somebody. Well, you're angry, yeah, and you say I need you to come and help me bury a body. Right, 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 right. And I know you're not serious, right? And there's no, and there's, and there's no body to bury. There's no body to bury, right? And yet, and yet, here we are. This is this. And is, in and, this, and in the yes. and in the Trump indictment, there was no incriminating evidence to get rid of. That's exactly that's exactly it. So again, so so again, so this is the this is this is how messed up all of this is. So Trump might be guilty of obstructing because he told his attorneys get rid of the evidence. Now he right. didn't say that that way. I'm just paraphrasing. Get rid of the evidence. But the thing is, is that there is no evidence to get right. rid of. Right. And so. Well, I mean, it, it, yes. And, and as evidence of that, the fact that he was st- storing, I got to laugh, storing the boxes in the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, here's the thing, right? We could talk about this and, and you know, we can we can talk about uh, uh, what's good for the goose and what's good for the gander. In the same vein that Joe Biden's storing documents that he wasn't supposed to have in his garage next to his Corvette. And by the way, I, 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 I've never made this comment before, but Joe Biden having a Corvette is like the most Joe Biden thing ever. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, anyway, but the point is, it's like you, you couldn't. You couldn't pull a Bobby. You you haven't watched uh, Billions. You couldn't pull a Bobby Axelrod and keep this. There's no vault. You don't have a vault at Mar-a-Lago. But but again, again a secure just, wine it, cellar. It, you you know with a combination lock, you could keep one. This of, one of our bottom line points here, and this is more for uh, those who are contorting themselves to say that Trump is guilty. Yeah. Uh, what the DOJ should have done is just apply the Clinton Biden standard to Trump. Right. And if that if that's the case. Then there never should have been a raid. Uh, there never should have been indictments. There never should have been a, pro- a special prosecutor. Um, none of this should have happened. And and let me sort of as we talk about this issue of the raid, because that's a good point to bring up, Jerry. And we talk about the politicization here. This is a DOJ, and this is why why Jonathan Turley. I don't think he mentioned this case, but but you know why Jonathan Turley has written a piece this week saying that Merrick Garland has been an utter failure. And he's absolutely yes. correct in this regard. A, a, a great piece. Yes. I think it's in The Hill. Uh, I posted it over yeah. at Real Clear Policy. But you're exactly he, so, an utter failure. Is this is a DOJ that has, you know, not hesitated to use the full force of the militarized law enforcement right. to go after its opponents for political reason. And right. Pro li- pro-lifers. Right. Uh, parents concerned about um, uh, school curricula around yeah. the nation. Uh, Donald Trump. Look, it is plain. If you can, if you can divorce yourself from politics, which is very difficult to do, but if you could look at this with as, as, as clear eyed as possible, uh, the DOJ is weaponized. There is right. no question. But but again, but but I have to say this because this this sounds well, this very is, 
And I want to go. This sounds sounds like we're having a very pro-Trump conversation. Look, uh, I want to be clear about this. I think this whole this whole episode, uh, Trump invited on himself. Hundred percent. He should have, in good faith, released this material. Uh, He did kind of part of my language, but he did kind of screw around with the archives. Yeah. Now I don't know why he did it, but he did kind of screw around. So I think this whole episode. Uh, 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 coupled and with the the political losses, 2020, 2021 special elections, 2022 midterms, I think Donald Trump should not. He's disqualified. He should not be the nominee for the for the let GOP. Me, let me let me let me let me add to this, which is you know Donald Trump's. Now listen, we all know it's Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to get out there and he's going to be blustery and defiant about these things. That's who he is. Um, but he does not do himself any favors when he gets out there and he says, we're going to get rid of the DOJ and the FBI. And, and that's that, that I have, that I have a problem with And again, right. This is not to say that the FBI and the DOJ shouldn't be thoroughly reformed, that there shouldn't be massive amounts of oversight, but you know, this is, this is the argument that Donald Trump is incapable of making because he's Donald Trump, Right. right? The, the, the thoughtful substantive candidate says, we need a Frank Church oversight hearing yes. to get into this. The Frank Church was a senator from Idaho after the abuses of the CIA in the 1950s, 1960s, yeah. and into the early 1970s. Church opened up a series of hearings into the into the CIA. Now, I will say that some of this damaged the CIA uh, going into the Carter administration. Not that we need to go down this rabbit hole, but what? the bottom line is having a thorough accounting of what this DOJ and FBI are doing is vitally important. Right. And also, and again, for those who say, well, you can't uh, reform or transform the FBI or the CIA. Well, we've done it before. Sure. The F the FBI was something different before it became the FBI under Hoover, Uh, the CIA, right? The CIA uh, developed uh, from the, uh, the counterintelligence uh, efforts during World War II. My point is, is that we can reinvent uh, the FBI. We can reinvent the intelligence communities so they are more, uh, 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 more in line with our republic, democratic uh, 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 values. And in fact, it's necessary. But you're right, Donald Trump going out there and saying these inane, these inane things again proves he's he's just not qualified I, I i will i will say this i'm going to do a tease myself on yeah. on thursday um i think it's thursday i have the rare opportunity to interview uh leon panetta the former defense secretary former cia director i'm not sure when that interview is going to be released That's great. um but That's great. i'm interviewing him this week to talk about intelligence and foreign policy and where things stand Now he's an honest actor i'd be very uh, curious, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what you're going to get into with him, but I'd be interested in his views on reform at DOJ, well, at FBI, at CIA. That's what I'm going to I'm going to ask him about. I mean, that's you know when I had Bob Levy on the show on the the lunch hour podcast, you know, it was very remind remind the audience who Bob Levy is. Uh, Bob Levy. Bob Levy is a former Daily columnist for the Washington Post. He also did a radio show, not just at WMAL, but also at WBAL for a, a brief time period. Yeah. Um, but Bob Levy was a is a is a progressive, uh, a, a true you know tried and true liberal. 
and he's deeply troubled with things like free speech and 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 the attacks on free speech in the First Amendment in America. Let, 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 let me say this: that's that's yeah. the, and we you know we 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 haven't really talked politics a lot. I mean, uh, during this uh, show, uh, we mentioned no labels, but let, yeah. let me say this and again because we have a lot of friends uh, who are pro-Trump. And they get angry with us when we're critical of uh, Donald Trump. But again, I, I want to throw this out there. Donald Trump just turned 78 years old. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he is he is even if he wins. And I, I don't think the numbers are there. Uh, I think Biden beats him. I think Harris beats him. I think Westmore beats him. I, I think that um, we're looking at. Uh, a, a devastating 2024 if Trump's top of the ticket. And again, you want evidence for that. Look at Georgia. Look at the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Uh, look at the midterms. I mean, it's, it's just on and on. He has not won. Donald Trump has not won anything to, since 2016. Now, that being said, um, even if he does win, he's an immediate lame duck. Right. Yes, you've said. So this why why before. why are we and and also he'll be seventy nine years old, right. approaching eighty. Why why does why pro Trumpers? Why do you want to elect someone who's going to be pushing eighty and a lame duck? Let me let me. It makes no this. sense. Let me let me add to this, because um, I had a I had a I had a conversation with a Trump appointee over the weekend, um, who is, shall we say, gun shy. Uh, about about returning to a Trump administration. This is a very different. Now I say this. We, Jerry and I have talked about this. We now, know just, that, just, just add color to this real quick. Right, rejoining a Trump administration. Right in the context of Donald Trump can't even get attorneys to represent him this is my in point. this indictment. I'm sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. So so we know that that the Heritage Foundation and America First Policy Institute right. separate are both engaged in efforts to make sure. That uh, that on day one of a Trump administration, whoever gets elected, they're hoping Trump uh, that that whoever gets elected, that they're able to sort of jump into this, you know, feet first, which right. is what they were able to do, though hampered in 2017. Right. A lot of good things happen within the first hundred days in 2017. This is not 2016, 2017. The, the, there, there, there are there are a lot of folks who will be a lot more gun shy about going in. Why? Because they saw what happened to folks who went into the administration. They know that if anything, the American, the, I'm sorry, not the American public, the American left is going to be even more angry. The American left learned from, from the, uh, from the, um, what they were able to do throughout the Trump administration in terms of being able to frustrate Trump's ability to implement policy. Sure. They are going to refine that and do more of it. And I say this, now, yes, they're going to try to do the same thing, regardless of who gets elected, if it's a Republican, you know, uh, uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Christine Noem, Tim Scott, whoever. But it will be different because they will, you know, a, a Ron DeSantis does not come with the same baggage in right. terms of bringing in. In fact, I will say this much because and also the is, so these, hold on, hold on, Jerry, yeah, because yeah. the left is so over the top about their hatred of Ron DeSantis and calling him a fascist and worse than Trump. Folks will be more energized to go and work for a DeSantis administration right, than they right. would because DeSantis and, is a fighter and does not come right. with the baggage. That Trump and does. and what DeSantis can do and Tim Scott can do and the others is uh, they know how to make an argument. Right. But Donald Trump, again, for all his bluster, 
for all his standing uh, and not backing down on taxes, not back, backing down on Israel, not backing down on myriad issues, regulations. He was good for the first two years of his presidency. He was exactly what we needed. Uh, uh, but 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 then again, his lack of depth, his lack of understanding how government works. I'll say this again to my pro-Trump friends. I believe this indictment, thir all 37 uh, counts are bogus. I think the whole thing is bogus. Uh, however, that doesn't mean he's not in legal jeopardy because right. you make false statements and you 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 obstruct. Remember, the, the federal government can define obstruction as they as they want. Yes. So Donald Trump is in legal jeopardy. Uh, but but that being said, uh, all of Donald Trump's problems, you can't blame the entirety on the left on right. the never Trumpers. Uh, there's a good a, a good portion of of what he suffers is his own fault. Right. I give an example of this. And 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 I think when the primary season heats he heats up, you're going to see Nikki Haley, uh, uh, Christy Nome, Ron DeSantis. You're going to see Chris Christie and others uh, pound Donald Trump on his failed COVID policies. Right, right. Oh, that's a, an excellent point. There is a legitimate schism within the former Donald Trump coalition over yeah. COVID. Uh, you right. know, and as we get the latest, Marty Macari was tweeting out today about. Uh, suicide numbers in COVID, right? Uh, that is going to come back and and haunt Trump uh, to to no end. I talked to, and you know who it is. I won't say his name, yeah. but a former member of the administration uh, this week who said that, uh, and he was in he was in the uh, this person's a healthcare uh, uh, in the healthcare uh, agencies. He believed Trump when they said fifteen days. Yeah. And then 15 days became 30 days. Right. 15 and 30, days became 50. Yeah. It, right. It, it, that, and, that's, and, that's and, exactly and, it. and Donald Trump never, never, I, I'll say this. He never made an attempt uh, until it was too late uh, to push the governors yeah. and the county executives and the mayors. Remember, the president had limited power here uh, aside from the federal purse strings and the bully pulpit. But see, well, but that Trump, was, it's, but, the, it's the bully pulpit that right. was the, that was. But the also tying tying COVID relief funds to reopening the economy, Donald Trump didn't have the sophistication to understand that he could he could leverage government right. to get cities to reopen. He never understood that. Also, he never understood how to use the bully pulpit. You and I witnessed this. Uh, he would go on these rambling, two hour rant, rant, rambling rants yes. uh, on, on COVID, where again he never said. Uh, inject sunshine, uh, swallow uh, uh, sunshine, or or take uh, bleach. He never said those things. Right. But it's almost besides the point, because in his ramblings, uh, you would only pick up on the ridiculous. Yes. And 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 that's so. Again, to my 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 pro Trump friends, why do you want more of that? Yes. Right. And well, and it, listen, and let's keep in mind that the folks who advised Trump in 2016, going into 2017, are gone. So it's going to be a very different campaign. You know, the first test being, and this is, I made this point. I was talking to John Justice this morning. I don't, it's not that I don't believe polling numbers right now. I just don't think they I don't matter. matter. They don't matter. You know what? You're, you, you are 100% correct. Yeah. They don't matter. And, and what even, matters less, what matters less are the national poll numbers. And well, yes. And, but my point is, and, and even going into the Iowa straw poll, because I remember, you know, something I was working for, I did a brief stint with a political and policy public affairs firm in the summer of uh, the summer of 1999 when I came back to DC before I went to work with Jerry at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, 
and they were working with a lower tier candidate going into the 2000 election. And I watched as they were scrambling to try to get folks to the Iowa straw poll, right? The Iowa straw poll, similar ways to the Iowa caucuses, only with less stakes and it's much easier to do. Um, the Iowa straw poll is all about mobilizing people. And, and even then, you know, I, I think Donald Trump is in the catbird seat because he's Donald Trump. But if Donald Trump fails to blow out any of the candidates, least of all uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, then then the straw poll is an utter failure for Trump. Um, but that and that, and that's and that's just right. I don't even remember Jerry. Do you remember this? I, in the summer of 2015, Trump didn't even participate in the straw poll, did he? He didn't. Well, again, uh, the first couple of contests, he claimed that people were cheating, that he was robbed. That's right. That's right. That's I mean, right. The, you know, again, it's so. It, it, Sorry. So let me let me just lay this out because we're running short on time. As I said, we want to do a tight, bright and out of sight. Here is what I think happens with this. Um, and and one of the great problems is that the trial is being delayed until well into the process, uh, you know, the, the presidential selection process. Which I again, think- which again, you mentioned how this doesn't make us or isn't evidence by itself that we're turning into a banana republic. But the fact of the matter that we're going to have this trial in the in in the midst of a national election, yeah, but isn't the judge? This is in just this case, insane. This the judge is insane. This, but isn't the judge in this case? Isn't she a, a Trump appointee? Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm going yeah. to comment real quick. I mean, what does that matter? Well, I mean, it matters insofar as if she was truly political, then she would do something to sort of hasten this and not have. I know, but a, but all, all you know. these pundits who are saying that this is wrong, she should recuse herself. So we we only get a fair judge. I don't think she judge... should recuse herself. Yeah. I'm just saying that it cuts both ways. My point in all of this is, I suspect that Donald Trump will be found guilty on one or more counts in all of this. But then, several years down the road, a la Bob McDonald, the former governor of Virginia. The, the conviction is overturned on appeal. By the way, who was the special prosecutor in the in, in the governor's? Uh, I do not go- remember that. I, I, yeah. It's it's this special prosecutor. Oh, there you go. So there, so so there you go. The same uh, person. So I, just I, just I, just to clarify that, I appreciate that. the same person who wrongly prosecuted the former GOP governor of of Virginia, GOP governor who was a rising star in the right. party, and everybody same. expected to run for president against Barack Obama in twenty twelve. He was blown out by this special right. prosecutor. And again, so for making that point. And, and and but here's the thing too: there is for, again for my for my anti-Trump friends who think that we're look, the Obama administration used the Department of Justice to go after Chris Christie. Right. The Obama uh, Department of Justice used uh, went after uh, the uh, uh, what was his name Bob Bob McDonald Bob McDonald in, in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, the Democrats have a history of using. Uh, the uh, the Department of Justice to go after their political enemies. Right. As, this is the, the, now. This is this this really should be the conversation as about as, how as, Obama and Biden have weaponized the Department of Justice. Right. Listen, as as Nixonian as we've always as we say, uh, uh, Joe Biden is. Obama was he was well, ma- Nixon two point He was the master came, when it came to when it yes. came to the weaponization of government power against political opponents. And he's still there, right? This no. week again, uh, t- slightly off topic, but Obama this week uh, talking about how uh, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, African American from South Carolina, uh, Nikki Haley, right, uh, 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 Indian American, uh, uh, East Asian American. Uh, um, uh, they they don't really know 
uh, the true uh, plight of of minorities. They don't right. speak truth about the minority experience. Again, Obama is saying these things uh, to a friendly uh, podcast. Sure. It, was, it was Axelrod, right? Oh, I don't know, but yeah, it was. It was. It was one. Of, I think his former chief of staff. But regardless, he's saying these things because what they're trying to do is stifle the exchange of ideas. Sure, of course. So if you disagree with if you disagree with Barack Obama. Well, then you're a racist. Right. Uh, if you if you believe that the uh, the indictment of Donald Trump is 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 politicized, well, then you're just a, you're just a Trumper. You're just a right. ultra MAGA. Well, no. And again, that should tell people too. the very fact that the other side has to other their political opponents is yeah. telling. It shows that this is all politics. Right. And that's and that's what we have to guard ourselves against yes jerry yes you are in this week on wbal are you not i am i am <laughs> going to be on june 22nd on june 23rd then of course my own show on june 25th uh i'll be uh at wbal and again uh what i'm trying to do there is very simple uh speak the truth Yes. regardless of how provocative or uncomfortable. I'll give you an example real quick. I know we're going to cut it short or, or or we're going to end the show. Um, we talked a little bit about, because it's uh, Juneteenth, right? This yes. week, uh, celebrating Juneteenth. And uh, we talked about race and how uh, Westmore, the governor of Maryland, really is leveraging race uh, to, uh, to put himself uh, uh, in the national conversation. Westmore is the first African-American governor of Maryland uh, and really talks a lot about race and, and, and his place as the first African-American governor. And I, I challenged him and his supporters. If we're going to have a conversation about race in this country and structural racism, uh, then we should be talking about the public school system, right? Which, which traps uh, uh, African-American kids in failed schools. And we should be talking about abortion where, where, where in states like Georgia and Alabama and Mississippi, where African-Americans are a quarter of the population, uh, they represent 70% of all abortions. Right. So my point in saying that is this is the conversation. We're going to have this conversation at WBAL uh, uh, in, in, uh, over the, those three dates. I am uh, obviously recording more episodes of The Lunch Hour. I'm not sure when this week's episode is going to be released, uh, but I am in for Tony Katz on WIBC Tony all Katz. of next week. Yes, the week before July 4th. Uh, go Excellent. and check that out, The Tony Katz Show. Tony Katz today, actually, noon to 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time is when I'm on uh, for Tony. By the way, shoot, I don't have it with me. Uh, Tony Katz has a new book out, Jerry, on barbecuing. Uh, and I, I believe it's called Let's Meet. I got to go look. I, I am like uh, I am included uh, in this. I, I helped him write the section on how to smoke ribs. So go, and, go and check that out. Very uh, good. Then the week, July 4th week, I am in for Larry O'Connor hosting O'Connor and Company on WMAL in Washington, D.C. So go and go and check that out uh, as well. But Jerry and I will find a, a way to, to do a podcast in those in sure. those times. Jerry, what do you want folks to do? Well, you got to find the truth, plant your feet and stand firm. God bless you. Have a great week, everybody. Have fun and please stay safe.